Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Week 7 has begun. The Chiefs went to Denver and crushed the Broncos on Thursday night football. But they also lost their MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, to a knee injury along the way. How about a little former Panthers backup, Matt Moore, taking over for Andy Reid's club? We'll look forward to an NFL weekend that includes Eagles at Dallas for first place in the NFC East. The Saints visit the Bears, still under Teddy Bridgewater, one of the best records in the NFL even without that Drew Brees guy. Baltimore visits Seattle, an all-ACC MVP candidate quarterback battle. Lamar Jackson of Louisville for the Ravens. Russell Wilson of the Wolfpack for the Seahawks. Houston is at Indy. The Texans have one of the best offenses in the NFL under that former Clemson star Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett will lace him up for the Colts. Another all-ACC matchup, if you will, Tigers-Wolfpack style. Minnesota is at Detroit. The NFC is wide open, and the Vikings, when they're getting that version of Kirk Cousins, are as good as anybody in the NFC right now. Your Panthers are off. My main message to you with that in mind, as some of you are angst-filled about the Kyle Allen-Cam Newton conversation, which will resume when Cam, as reported recently, will take the practice field early this coming week as the Panthers prepare for the 49ers. Y'all know my message at this time of year. Little Bobby McFerrin is never a bad idea for anybody. Rather than filling your cup with that angst, don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. In the NFC right now, unlike the AFC, where the Patriots look really good again, don't worry, Panthers fans. Be happy. You're 4-2. You have won four in a row. You have two quarterbacks now that you like, and a lot of NFL teams don't even have one. Are you afraid of anybody else in the NFC? I mean, the Saints look pretty good without Drew Brees, but the Seahawks and the Packers are good, but not unbeatable. The 49ers are undefeated, but we'll still, we're still learning more about their offense, even as San Fran plays great defense. The Panthers are right there in the mix at 4-2. and two. Who else are you afraid of, the Eagles or the Cowboys? I don't think so. Don't worry, Panthers fans. Be happy as the Panthers enjoy an open week and most of the rest of the NFL is in action. College football, week eight. There are 12 FBS teams still unbeaten, including App State here in our backyard. I actually expect several of them, not App, to go down this weekend, although the very top-ranked teams, the heavyweight unbeatens, if you will, Alabama ain't losing to Tennessee. Ohio State tonight is not going to lose to Northwestern. Oklahoma is not going to lose at home to West Virginia. Shout out to Ruffin McNeil, formerly of ECU, one of our guests this week on the show. Wisconsin is not losing to Illinois. Other undefeateds are at risk. We will explore those with your help through the course of today's program. If you're new to the David Glenn Show, you may not know that this is a free-for-all Friday edition of the program. All week long, Monday through Thursday, all year long, we have high-profile guests, sometimes actors and actresses. Occasionally, a United States president drops by. Just recently, we had multiple Hall of Fame college basketball coaches all on the same show. 
Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, a national champion in Tony Bennett as well. We follow your lead every Friday. We had a lot that we got into this week. The lines since we went syndicated and statewide about a decade ago tend to be jammed. We don't like that. We like your participation. We want your wait time to be shorter. We created Free For All Friday. Everybody in the history of sports radio has heard some version of y'all talk too much about this and not enough about that. It's another reason we created Free For All Friday. If we pick the wrong topics on a Friday, it's all your fault. Good citizens and sports fans of North Carolina, remember that number, 1-800-849-2761. The parameters are so broad, as we do have one guest every Friday. Today, it is former NFL quarterback, former Boston College star quarterback, Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN and the ACC Network. He's part of the call for Florida State's visit to Wake Forest. That is also our big tailgate tour stop. So don't forget, you can come see us right there at the Last Resort Bar on Deacon Boulevard, a short walk from BB&T Field, where the 5-1 and one Demon Deacons still have a chance at one of the best seasons in school history. They have to take out Willie Taggart and the Seminoles to continue that sort of dream. ECU's at Central Florida, not an easy one, obviously. App State hosts ULM as it continues to dream about its own special season and it, as it remains among the ranks of the unbeaten. Duke, UNC, and NC State have important road trips. The Devils are at UVA. The Heels are at Virginia Tech. The winners of those games keep alive reasonable dreams of representing the Coastal Division at the ACC football championship game. The Heels and the Devils play next week against each other. If they both win this weekend, that would make that matchup at Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill, another of our big tailgate tour stops, even more important than a rivalry game traditionally is. 4-2 and two NC State is the favorite when it visits Boston College, which just lost its starting quarterback, even as Wolfpack fans are debating who should be starting for the pack. Redshirt freshman Devin Leary seems to be the favorite among many, but he has not been the starter yet. That was first Matthew McKay and more recently Bailey Hockman. A lot of college football to discuss, a lot of NFL to discuss, but wait, there's more. The NBA's regular season is almost here. There are great preseason games even tonight. Zion Williamson, though, the number one overall pick out of Duke, just came down the pike. He will miss, quote, weeks to start the NBA regular season. He does not have any structural knee damage or a severe injury. However, he has a knee issue that is going to cause him to miss a period of weeks, so you have to postpone. He's been sensational, numbers-wise and otherwise, sensational, Zion, as he's making that leap to the NBA. You have to wait a while to see him in a regular season game for the New Orleans Pelicans. Kobe White of Carolina, among the other star rookies who have been scintillating at times here in the preseason. But wait, there's more. NFL, college football, these are the things on our mind. You know with your phone calls, as long as it has to do with sports or this show or both, you can ask your question or comment or file your complaint, 1-800-849-2761. That's how wide the parameters are for you. It does not have to be something that we're mentioning, but these are the issues that we're bringing to the table as we follow your lead for the rest of these three hours. The Major League Baseball playoff picture is coming into the most finite focus. 
Go ahead and start picturing Washington against Houston in the World Series. That is not yet official, as you know, but it will start next Tuesday, and it's hard to imagine that it will be anybody but the National against the Astros. The Yankees are still technically alive, but they lost at home last night. And it's not looking good. Down 3-1. You have to deal with Justin Verlander tonight. And even if you win that one, you have to go to Houston for games 6 and 7 over these next couple of days. Hats off to the Washington Nationals. They are trying to win that city's first World Series in 95 years when they were the old Washington Senators. Could be a thriller. You can't ask for much more than the starting pitching matchups once the Nationals against the Astros rolls around. Hat tip to Yankees lefty CC Sabathia if that turns out to be his final game. He didn't exactly go out in style, looked hurt, but certainly a hat tip is worthwhile for a long and distinguished career if that was the end of it. The Carolina Hurricanes are on their annual State Fair road trip. They're one and one so far. They complete the three game West Coast part of the trip tonight at Anaheim. On the way home, they'll hit Columbus. And then they are back at PNC Arena Saturday afternoon, so a week from tomorrow. Remember, play our Canes with DG game on Twitter. I may put you in our front row seats, our grand prize, but week to week, I'll pick another winner this weekend, and we'll give you your choice of next Saturday's game against the Blackhawks or the October 29th game that following Tuesday. Don't forget, on Twitter, use the hashtag CanesWithDG. I'm DG. I've got all the tickets. Just use a Hurricanes-related photo or theme and use the hashtag so we can find it when we search you might be next to win our dg show seats or even my personal seats down there on the glass that is the grand prize to a 2020 game the ncaa is back in the headlines espn's jay billis met with utah senator matt mitt romney and other members of congress as they discuss the future of the collegiate model college basketball is almost back keep in mind late night with roy is already in the books in chapel hill but prime time with the pack is tonight, and I think Kevin Keese has another NCAA tournament team. Coach K is throwing his own party this evening. Countdown to craziness at Duke, and the Devils, as usual, are one of the favorites in the ACC and nationally. It's a big weekend for soccer fans, baseball fans, football fans, basketball fans, and in a little way, Carolina Hurricanes fans, they are on the road, but they are playing some great hockey. The MLS playoffs start tomorrow. Sacramento was just named as the latest MLS expansion city, or it's about to become official after the weekend. Remember, Charlotte and Raleigh are still in the running to be number 30. NASCAR's boys are in Kansas for another playoff race on a Sunday afternoon. They will cut the field from 12 drivers to 8. Chase Elliott and Clint Boyer are among those who need a big weekend to advance to the Elite Eight. Just got the TV numbers for the Women's World Cup, and they have shattered all previous records for attention and eyeballs on that every four-year matchup. We'll get to a little bit on a lot of things today, but most importantly, we're following your lead. You could be next with your question. You could be next with your comment. Our NBA discussions went all over the place this week with China and LeBron James and otherwise. It is Free For All Friday. Today is Darren Vaught's 1,000th show as the producer of this program. More on that in the same week where the guy is announced as the high point basketball play-by-play -play voice. This guy's already the voice of USA Baseball. Is he going to run down Pete Rose's 
3,562 games played record? Probably not, but we celebrate Darren Vaught. He is one of the best in the business. Today is his 1,000th show as the producer of this statewide syndicated program. We will talk to him on the other side, and we want to talk with you on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. Free for All Friday is here. We're halfway to Margaritaville, and we're coming to your calls next on The David Glenn Show. Davo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, 80. <laughs> Eight zero. The original Death Valley. You know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. You know, championships are decided in November, but we've brought November to October. So every time you line up, you're in the playoffs as far as the Coastal Division Championship. I love that feeling. I hope our team embraces that. That's kind of your opportunity to go to another level as a program. I have a little formula. I just say that the size of the challenge times your effort will give you the rate of your growth. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are coming to your calls right now. Dial us up, question, comment, complaint. It's all fair game as long as it has to do with sports or this show or any combination of those things. Your questions, your comments, and complaints now. Tim Hasselbeck, former NFL quarterback, former Boston College star. We'll see him in Winston-Salem as Florida State visits Wake Forest. We're there with the Big Tailgate Tour. He's there with the ACC Network. You can join us now, not just on college football, but on Fridays. You pick the topics, you ask the questions, you get something that's been burning a hole in your sports soul off your chest. That's how we roll here on the statewide David Glenn Show. Rick has baseball on his mind as the Yankees are one game from elimination and Washington at Houston looks like the World Series matchup that will start this coming Tuesday. The NBA regular season is almost here. College football's in week eight. The NFL is in week seven. The Panthers are off. Don't worry, be happy. But there are a lot of other compelling matchups. We will get to as many of them as we can. We have tweets and emails asking or commenting about the NFL, college football, and still more. The Carolina Hurricanes college basketball has celebration nights tonight at Duke, NC State, and elsewhere. As that regular season nears, you can join us right now at 1-800-849-2761. We did celebrate our 10-year Twitter anniversary this week at David Glenn Show. So you have a question or comment, you can just tag us at David Glenn Show. That's one way to get into the show. Email dglenn at accsports.com. Also visit that fine website that I created 25 years ago covering the Atlantic Coast Conference. accsports.com is the website. dglenn, no dots, is your direct route to me with your question or comment. And of course, phone calls lead the way. On our 10-year Twitter anniversary celebration day, I must say I appreciate former producers Jared Brooks, who started us down this crazy Twitter path. Ten years in, we've only blocked four or five people. We're very proud of that and thankful for the smartest audience in sports radio. Jared Brooks got us rolling. Hayes Permar ramped us up. For these last four years, Darren Vaught has been at those controls. So as we come to Rick and Chapel Hill on baseball, Steve in Apex has NBA questions or comments on his mind, many others, football, college, or pro. Congratulations on show number 1,000. I mean, we need, like, cakes and gifts around here. Ten-year Twitter <laughs> anniversary. Your 1,000th show as the producer. My hat is off to you. For those who don't know, rising star of the industry, voice of USA Baseball, former voice of William Peace University Athletics, 
voice for ESPN3 and other properties for the worldwide leader. And just this week, one more cake or gift. Tubby Smith's High Point Panthers named our guy Darren Vaught as the voice of High Point basketball. I don't know how far you can extend this streak because Morton Anderson has played the most all-time NFL games. You soared past Morton Anderson. 382 was his number. <laughs> Just so you know, if you hang around a while longer, you could make a run at either Robert Parrish, 1,611 NBA games. That's the all-time record in that sport. Gordie Howe. 1,767 NHL games. That's the record. And in Major League Baseball, I might not live long enough for you to get to this one, much less you stay as the producer long enough. Pete Rose played in 3,562 games. As we celebrate your 1,000th show today, I have no such expectations for you to – in fact, I'll fire you before I that. love you, man, but nah. I'll fire nah. you – I will fire you out of love <laughs> just to boot you out the door so you can try your hand at something else as you've earned and as you deserve. For the record, Jared Brooks and Hayes Permar, I don't know if they kept track of their numbers – but they would be the Morton Anderson, Gordon Howe, Robert right. Parrish, Something Pete Rose of this to show. Those numbers. Yeah. You got to hang around a while just to leapfrog those two guys. You're in third place <laughs> right now. You don't get your name in the record books for third place, man. Morton Anderson is in the record books for all time. You are in third, but trending in a nice direction, and we like that about you. 1-800-849-2761. Since you just heard the voice of David Cutcliffe, Duke Blue Devils football coach the last 12 years, national coach of the year in college football six years ago. Quickly on this weekend's games, Duke is at UVA. They're two of the best defenses in the league. Does that sound low-scoring grinder? It does to me, but weird stuff happens, right? The winner of that game has a chance to win the Coastal Division, period. Bryce Perkins is the dual-threat quarterback for the Cavs that makes them dangerous offensively. They're not great on that side of the ball otherwise. Quentin Harris has done more good than bad as the fifth-year senior QB for the Devils, but they're not great on that side of the ball. Two really good defenses, other than Clemson's defense. Obviously, they're playing some of the best in the whole country. The Devils and the Cavs are trying to ride really good defenses all the way to the Coastal title. Bryce Hall, first-round NFL draft pick as projected, cornerback for the Cavs, just suffered a season-ending injury, so that is one wrinkle to consider. Carolina goes to Virginia Tech. One thought there, the Hokies play bad defense this year. You don't hear that very often because Bud Foster is one of the great gurus on that side of the ball in modern college football history. But they weren't good on D last year. They're not good on D again this year. The Tar Heels with true freshman quarterback Sam Howell have done a lot of good things on their 3-3 three and three start. To me, they're one of the more impressive, overachieving stories in college football, given their wins against the South Carolina team that later beat Georgia, a Miami team that is still, remember, in the mix for the Coastal Division title. They lost to Wake in a low-scoring game, even though Louisville exposed what the weakest link is, right? They just don't have as much talent on defense at Wake than they have on offense. That's crystal clear. We'll see more of that theme as Florida State visits Wake this weekend. Carolina's got to exploit that Virginia Tech defense in Blacksburg. You can't put up 20 or so points and expect to win. They failed to expose Wake's weak link, and they lost. You have to expose the Hokies' weak link 
They're energized by their win against Miami. They have a new quarterback in Greensboro's Hendon Hooker. They're believing again under Justin Fuente after really being in the doldrums in the offseason last year and even early this year. Two big games for teams in our neighborhood, Duke and Carolina, both on the road against their opposition in the Commonwealth. Meanwhile, NC State's visit to BC, one quick thought. Pack is favored. Pack is, remember, 5-2 and two if they win this game. BC plays really bad defense. So one of the interesting things about Dave Doran's quarterback derby decision is, unlike the Panthers, like if you're picking between Kyle Allen and Cam Newton, part of the equation is, hey, have you watched the 49ers? They're killing people with their defense. Like, which QB do you want to have to deal with that San Francisco defense a week from Sunday? This is actually the opposite of that. BC is bad on that side of the ball. There's no Luke Keekleys out there playing for the Eagles on defense. They've actually been better offensively this year under Steve Adazio, which is not what we typically think of BC football unless, you know, Matt Ryan was at the controls back in the day. Which of your quarterbacks do you want to basically have a chance to take advantage of that very vulnerable Boston College defense? Would you want the redshirt freshman Devin Leary? Do you want him to have an opportunity to build confidence? Because that's one of the lesser defenses you'll face all year in conference play. Or do you want to give Bailey Hockman a chance to build confidence? I mean, might we see Matthew McKay again? I don't know the answer. Dave Doran has sounded like he's resisting what many fans want. Just throw the freshman in there. He has the best arm. We've already seen him make plays. But he's not making as many good decisions as the guys who are a little bit older. So if you go to BC and you need a win, you're thinking, well, Devin Leary's the most likely to torch the Eagles because he has the best arm and probably the highest ceiling. But who's the most likely to make a mental mistake that might lead to like a defensive touchdown or turnovers or sacks or whatever? The answer to that is probably the guy with the least playing time, right? Fascinating decision for Coach Doran as the Wolfpack is favored again to get to 5-2. and two. Your phone calls now in the spirit of Free For All Friday, 1-800-849-2761. Clemson visits rejuvenated Louisville. Number two LSU visits Mississippi State. Obviously, both Tigers are big favorites, but... Those two road games are far more at-risk games than, say, Alabama hosting Tennessee or Oklahoma hosting West Virginia or Wisconsin visiting Illinois or Ohio State visiting Northwestern. Those other unbeatens will remain unbeaten. I think the Tigers will as well, both of them. But those road matchups, far more intriguing to me than the other unbeaten matchups. And uh, maybe the biggest national game of all is number seven, Penn State. They're still in these ranks of the unbeaten. Six and oh, Nittany Lions host five and one, Michigan. Big game for James Franklin, Penn State. Big game for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. He, of course, has very good records overall in his time at Michigan, but not great records. And his records against what they consider their arch rivals at Michigan. That, those records have not been good at all. 1-800-849-2761. Rick is in Chapel Hill and has baseball on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, John Smoltz is a really good analyst. But Fox Sports, I'm really glad that the Dodgers have lost and the Yankees are about ready to lose because their their coverage is shaded towards what happened to the Yankees and what happened to the Dodgers instead of calling the game as it plays out. Houston is really playing good ball and uh, very fundamental ball, and they need to get more credit. Oh, 
Houston's one of the best constructed rosters I've seen in baseball in a long time. So, Rick, and, and I, to be honest, whereas I watch m almost all games of the baseball postseason, I don't always have the audio on. I sometimes have something else going on. So I can't chime in on your exact point, but it sounds like something we hear in college basketball a lot. Like two teams not named Duke or Carolina will be playing. And then either Dick Vitale or somebody else will, in a lull in the action, say something about Mike Krzyzewski and the Blue Devils or Roy Williams and the Tar Heels, and then you hear it, right? It's like, why can't you keep it all on the game, the teams on the court? Uh, why do you have to go out of your way to throw bouquets toward these famous coaches and famous programs? And we all know, I think, both realities. One is... If you're as good as those coaches in those programs, as often as they are, well, they've kind of earned more credit, right? In your case, it sounds like you're catering not only to good teams, historically, Dodgers and Yankees, but large markets, right? And I, I, again, I can't speak to the specifics. Darren, you're a baseball broadcaster. Maybe you can. When you listen to the FS1 broadcasts, and for, for the record, I like John Smoltz as an analyst and a former pitcher. He points out things that I, as a former pitcher, appreciate a lot. But my ear is not tuned to any kind of, you know, bias to or against anybody else. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it, I think you would be crazy not to understand that, that the Yankees, being the national brand that they are, are going to garner a little bit more attention Most for a World national Series broadcast. Ever. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's the team in Major League Baseball, and I say that as a Red Sox Deepest, fan, admittedly. Deepest, history. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, Houston's not a small market either. We'll keep that in mind. True. But it's just it's Fox, who, for the record, I think, of all the networks, probably does the best job with baseball, it, you, you know, with Joe Buck and John Smoltz, who will get the later playoff games. Kenny Albert was on some baseball games earlier this postseason for Fox and did a tremendous job, I thought. Um, it, 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 it's them taking into account their audience because on such a big stage, you're getting lots more people from everywhere across the country, and there are way more casual Yankee fans than there are Astros fans. It's not to say they're calling it as if it was the Yes Network broadcast, but, you know, with certain storylines, they might make decisions in production meetings to, to cater toward a CC Sabathia potentially making his last appearance uh, storyline yeah. as yeah. opposed to Jose Altuve has been incredible all postseason. If the moniker Mr. October were not already taken famously by a guy named Reggie Jackson from my childhood, Jose Altuve might deserve that label, no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not the only one. The Astros have the amazing starting pitching, the three-headed monster, if you will. Uh, George Springer, Carlos Correa had, have had big moments in this postseason, too. But Jose Altuve, maybe a modern-day Mr. October and a huge part of why the Astros are about to finish off the Yankees, and I still think they're the best team in baseball against the Nationals. Now, the best team does not always win, and the Nationals, once we get to the World Series starting Tuesday night, have their own big three in Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. Man, I'm having flashbacks, good ones, to my baseball childhood because in the 70s and 80s when I was a pitcher, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to be a pitcher was because the Philadelphia Phillies had a future Hall of Fame lefty named Steve Carlton. Uh, and I'm a lefty, he's a lefty, I used to mimic his facial expressions, much less try to, you know, mimic his wicked slider, which always dove out of the strike zone, which but was really hard for the batters to lay off. 
I never quite could duplicate Steve Carlton's uh, breaking into the dirt slider. But back then, many of the best teams, I'd say the majority of the best teams, really invested in and relied on a deep starting pitching staff. And you needed to have your sledgehammer at the top like a Carlton or back then, you know, a Tom Seaver with the Reds, you know, and the Dodgers had theirs and the Yankees had theirs, et cetera. And then you needed really good two and three. And in modern baseball, it has been so much about the bullpens. Nothing wrong with that. But just statistically, you might even know some of these numbers, Darren. The percentage of innings pitched by starters was way higher when I was a kid than it is anymore, right? Again, nothing wrong with that. I'm not one of these old-fashioned, changes-automatically-bad type people. Whatever it takes. To me, it's just fun to see the evolution. But even with an evolution, who's going to be still standing? It is my 1970s and 1980s. Let me invest in especially my top three starting pitchers I might be forgetting somebody. You can chime in if you like, Darren, especially on your 1,000th show as the producer. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and Zach Granke, the Astros' three-headed monster. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, the Nationals' three-headed monster. Remember, they used some of the money. When Bryce Harper jumped to the Phillies, they used some of that money to sign Patrick Corbin, who's a real deal number three, right? They have to be the two best big threes? No? Am I forgetting somebody? Uh, Big three starting yeah, pitching. Those are probably two of the, they're they're definitely two, two of, of the, the top best. three. Two of the top three or four. For so sure. you know it's not mere coincidence. It's it's a nice flashback. You still need all those other things. Obviously, you still need a closer. You know the Nationals famously have gotten through with a really shaky bullpen for the most part and have like two dudes that they trust on the backside of the bullpen. So this is just a different road to the top of the mountain, and it's been fun for me to watch as a former starting pitcher to see both the Nationals and the Astros take that particular road. Jeff has baseball on his mind. Steve has the NBA on his mind. Many others, football, college, and pro. You can be next heading into a weekend where the top matchups in the NFL include the Eagles at the Cowboys, the Saints at the Bears, the Ravens at the Seahawks, the Texans at the Colts, and the Vikings at the Lions. In college football, I believe some of the unbeatens will lose. I just don't believe it'll be the highest-ranked unbeatens that are going to go down this weekend. More on Penn State hosting Michigan. More on the teams in our neighborhood that have big games. We're going to be there for one of them. 5-1 and one Wake Forest with a shot at only the second 10-win season in school history, hosts the Florida State Seminoles, who have struggled under Willie Taggart but certainly have a whole lot of talent. We might see a shootout at BB&T Field on Saturday night. Frankly, I hope we do. Host teams still unbeaten when the big tailgate tour is in town. It's getting late in the season to still be undefeated, isn't it, Darren? 12 at the FBS level. We remain atop the international tailgate tour rankings, at least for now. 1-800-849-2761. More of your questions and comments. You can jump back in on something when the lines were jammed earlier this week. You can take us in a different direction entirely. Soccer offers a big weekend. NASCAR offers a cut race in the playoff in that sport. The Women's World Cup TV numbers are in, and at this time of year, everything is led by football. The Canes are still one of the 
offers still one of the best records in the NHL. You couldn't ask for much more to start the season after Tom Dundon and Rod Brindamore helped put together that magical run to the Eastern Conference Final. You have questions. College basketball is back on our minds as well. You can be next with that question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk to porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. I will answer an email because it's very quick. Bruce is in Dunn, has baseball on his mind. Jeff in Goldsboro, baseball as well. Stephen Apex, the NBA. Kevin in Wilmington wants to chime in. NFL Week 7 offers about a half a dozen really compelling matchups between teams with winning records. College football's Week 8 doesn't have as many high-risk games for the leaders, but number 7 Penn State at 6-0, hosting number 16 Michigan 5-1. I've been up to Happy Valley as a guy who grew up in the Philadelphia area. It's big and crazy, one of the biggest and craziest I've ever personally experienced. You know, 100,000-plus people. Just think that number is not even something that we get to anywhere in this state. Like the Panthers don't even come close to that number for their home NFL games. So it's huge, it's wild, it's not a big place. It feels like it you know, quintuples in population when there's a home football game for the Nittany Lions. And this weekend, I don't think I've ever personally been a part of one of these, but they're having the whiteout at Happy Valley tomorrow night as the 6-0 Nittany Lions of James Franklin host the 5-1 Wolverines of Jim Harbaugh. That's your 7.30 game on ABC around that same time. Wake is going to be hosting Florida State. So, Darren, we're going to have to use the DVR for that one. But out of all the undefeated matchups, I mean, who knows? Could Louisville shock Clemson? I don't think so. Could Mississippi State shock LSU? I doubt it. But that is a more of a guessing game as the Nittany Lions try to stay among the ranks of the unbeaten and try to make would be what would be their best run at a college football playoff since the adoption of that format. 1-800-849-2761. The email question comes from Jimmy in Charlotte. He wants to know, because he heard the Zion Williamson news, he's going to miss weeks was the first report of his first NBA season after that amazing one-and-done time with the Duke Blue Devils. He's, he, uh, all capital letters, DG, if Zion Williamson stays healthy, all caps and then a comma, do you believe he could end up as Coach K's greatest NBA player ever, or are you among the skeptics who believe he could become one of the most famous busts? Well, you kind of gave me the side door out there, right? I mean, because if Zion's going to be a bust, it's going to be injury-related. I'm telling you that right now. Anybody who thinks that just because he did worked a lot of his magic near the rim and in the paint, and of course, there are really tall athletic dudes who can block shots all over the NBA, I think we all see that reality. If you think that'll prevent Zion from being a high-impact, high-efficiency NBA player, I just completely disagree with you. Now, injuries, of course, do matter, and he has this unorthodox, like, is the human body ready to hold 280 or whatever he plays out pounds on those knees, those ankles, those joints when you're only six foot seven or so, right? I don't know the answer to that. 
But your question is a good one in part because when you flush out the Coach K NBA, like you ask who's the greatest Duke basketball player ever, that's a whole different conversation. What did he do in college? That is led by Christian Leitner, and there's no argument. Leitner has one of the greatest college basketball careers in the history of the world and always will because of what he did, including two NCAA titles. Now, Leitner was good in the NBA, better than some people think, but he wouldn't be one of the very best Duke guys by the NBA measuring stick. So the reason my answer is yes, if Zion stays healthy, he could end up being number one. You know what his competition is? I mean, to me, it starts with Grant Hill. So let's plug him in. He, he did not live up to what everybody thought because of injuries, but he still is the best for now, the best Duke NBA guy ever. So we're going to put Grant Hill on our wing. Some claim Kyrie Irving doesn't count because he only played like a dozen or so games for the Devils. I don't buy that theory. He wore the uniform. He played for Coach K. Kyrie Irving is our starting point guard, and there's absolutely no doubt about it. There's more what-ifs there, by the way. If you know the Bobby Hurley story in the NBA, the Jay Williams story in the NBA, promising point guards, first-round draft picks, in different ways, essentially crashes, prevented us from ever knowing what they might have been as NBA players. So give me Hill on the wing. Give me Kyrie Irving at point guard. Give me Elton Brand in the post. Number one overall pick. And he, he had a very, very good career. Now the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers. I guess, you know, give me a Battier A as a glue guy. He's won NBA titles, et cetera, and hung around a long time. Luol Deng is going to be in the mix. Carlos Boozer was a second-round pick. He's somewhere in my rotation. I'm going to have Leitner on my 10-man or 13-man roster or whatever. I think you got to give J.J. Cre JJ Reddick credit for overachieving compared. A lot of folks didn't think he'd be quick enough for the NBA or he wasn't going to be able to shoot over those long NBA arms as a three-point specialist. Well, he's done that and then some over the last, uh, what, decade-plus at this point. So we could build out a whole roster. But Zion Williamson's ceiling is, at, is as high as anybody that I just mentioned, I believe. Now, Kyrie is still adding to his resume, so we'll see all this, how all this settles. But, you know, th that's his target, if you will. Grant Hill, somewhat abbreviated but still amazing NBA career. Elton Brand and Kyrie Irving. He, can he get into that stratosphere? I think he can if he stays healthy. Bruce in Dunn, you're next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, Jason. Hey, man. Uh, you were talking about the top three Nationals pitchers being so great. I got a top four of all time for you. Oh, from the same early, team? No, yeah, all four in the same team. Oh, all right, cool. Early 70s, Baltimore Orioles. Palmer, mm. McNally, Cuellar, and Dobson. Yep. All, all four of them won 20 one year, same year. I'm barely old enough to remember that, but you are correct. That Orioles rotation comes up a lot. There were some Oakland A's rotations back in the day that were pretty famous as well. The Dodgers sometimes, the Yankees sometimes, but that's a great blast from the past, Bruce. My Major League Baseball, Darren, when you, how many years after you were born do you start remembering stuff? This scares me sometimes. <laughs> Everybody has earlier memories than I do. It's funny you mentioned. I, I just had this, con this exact conversation with friends yesterday. I asked my mom yesterday. and dad who are still thriving up in Pennsylvania, sometimes listen online. Like, did y'all drop me at some point, like around five years old? Because I don't remember <laughs> anything prior to that. Like, good, bad, anything. Uh, zero. I have no recollection of the first five years of my life. I think that's close was to normal. Okay. I would say I was probably I maybe four years old, my earliest clear memories. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was in kindergarten, and I can remember a lot of things there, just stuff. Yeah. Anything prior to that, man, 
I don't remember anything <laughs> unless it's a photo. And then I know that I was there and I think that's me, you know, on grandpa's lap or whatever. Zero. So you made me feel better today, Darren. Yeah. Thank you. I for think that. it's four years four old. Four versus me. That's five. What I, that's what I was. Doesn't say. scare me. Yeah. Quite and as it might much. be five for me. Here yeah, everybody in, here starts in, telling yeah. me these stories of two and three. I get I get all weirded out, man. <laughs> there must have been a tragic moment that uh, they still haven't told me about. 1-800-849-2761. Free for all Friday can go in any direction, obviously. More of your phone calls. Tim Hasselbeck, former NFL quarterback, former Boston College quarterback superstar. He's on the call for the ACC Network as the Seminoles visit the Demon Deacons. We're headed to Winston-Salem as well with our big tailgate tour, driven by Continental Tire. Hasselbeck next hour. But more of your phone calls next on The David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on The David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show. All right, let's squeeze in Jeff and Goldsboro real quick, and then we'll really ramp up the free-for-all Friday phone calls to start hour number two. Jeff, it sounds like you got something burning a hole in your sports soul. What's going on? Yeah, hi, David. Um, I know we're coming to the top of the hour. I just got back from Washington Nationals game against the, my St. Louis Cardinals. My sister's team won, of course, in the clinching game there. Don't. But I got to see Yadier Molina hit a home run, so that led me to thinking, do you think that Yadier Molina is worthy of the Hall of Fame? Mm. What's your answer? I could compare you. Yes, I could compare yep. you to his statistics with Johnny Bench, and they're very comparable. Yeah. I'll say this. As a former pitcher, I believe that catcher is one of the positions where even modern-day metrics don't allow for just a pure numbers-to-numbers, numbers, and I'm in favor of the numbers you just threw out and the bench comparison. But in other words, I believe Yadier is undervalued because he's a winner, because he manages a pitching staff, because he wins the pitcher strikes. He's a leader. He's a locker room guy. And I know metrics are better than ever, but you can't measure all that stuff. All I know is when you talk to his manager and the opposing manager, they all want Yadier Molina on their side, right? So if he's an edge right on the cusp of guy for his numbers, I believe that other stuff gets him in. And he's 37, so I think he can add to his resume as well. Good call. That's my answer back after this. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo U and Agriculture U. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. <laughs> 